Hey everybody, Scott Oden coming at you. We are here. We are talking a little golf news here today uh, on the Legion of Birdies podcast. And it's a, a kind of an interesting day, I think, when we start looking at golf news and everything that's going on. So um, we have Jay Monahan from the PGA Tour came out ahead of the PGA uh, the Tour Championship on the PGA Tour. And they reviewed and did some several changes for the 2022-23 season next year, right? And so um, this is an interesting thing that's going to be happening and uh, one that I think leads to a lot of things about what's been going on with Liv and everything that's that's happening. And, and quite honestly, um, when you look at this, this doesn't look good on Jay Monahan, for, in my opinion. But let's go over what these changes are. So it does... Um, it does say um, the PGA Tour is doing this for the 2022-2023 season. So that is the one that that season starts in a couple of weeks. So what, what happens on the PGA Tour, if you're not familiar, is you have the they do what's a wraparound season right now, right? So um, the Tour Championship wraps up the season this week, okay? You've got the event. Do I really care about the Tour Championship? Honestly, not really. I hate the staggered start. It just takes so much energy out of it. You know, if you're somebody that likes to, to place wagers and things like on this, I mean, the, the odds are so bad based on, you know, the fact that Scotty Scheffler gets a two-stroke head start. Um, and I just stick to the thing, you know, I this is what I think about it, is the way they have this set up now, if you had had this in 2018 when Tiger Woods won the Tour Championship, you would not have had that moment. Um, that was ridiculous to that's ridiculous to take that away. Um, and he, Tiger almost won the whole thing, but everybody was saying it was confusing and all that. But uh, you know, whatever. I it's it just doesn't seem to work very well to me. Anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. We can get into all that. But what they're doing for this is the the season has always started, you know, in the end of September, early October. And the idea was that it counts towards the following calendar year. So it's it's like a wraparound season. And this is where a lot of the issues with live and all that stuff kind of have stemmed from because what the tour wanted to do was make these events seem more important. Um, the problem with that is now the players felt like they had to play in the fall. So they were playing all the way up to like December. And then the top players that have won, won in the year, they're going to go to Kapalua basically right after the new year. So, you know, not much of an off season, not much of, you know, hey, I get to relax, rest, just kind of not play golf. And also if I have injuries, like I get surgeries, anything like that, you, you really don't have a window to do that. And so the players really haven't been on board with that. Now, the other thing that would happen is you would have players trying to get FedEx Cup points, you know, so they were trying to kind of cherry pick these events. And, you know, there's players that just said, I'm not going to play them. But they, if you do that, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball and you're going to lose your FedEx Cup standings. You know, you're going to start way behind. Now, some players didn't care. They're going to make it, you know, whatever. But there are players, I mean, you think about it, Ricky Fowler was really uh, pushing hard this year to get that top 125. Um, you had some names, Harry Higgs, some guys like that, that, you know, kind of been around and you see them in social and stuff. But what you realize is that they're not really uh, 
in the mix, let's say. They're just not in the mix right now um, with their games. So that's a, that's an issue, right? And so you have to look at it from that standpoint of like, hey, what are we doing as far as um, you know a schedule and all that? But again, the players, that was one of the big things. And then obviously just some things with guaranteed money, things like that. So let's go over the changes that the tours come up with. So first off, they, they've made these elevated events so they have eight events that they have elevated um you know so these events kind of the events anyway they're they're the tournament of champions i'm not sure how that's going to work if that's just going to be the 30 winners again um you know because like they're saying that the elevated status would be like the 50 60 players top 50 or 60 plus 20 players off the player improve or impact program those top players are always going to be eligible um so basically what they're trying to do is get the you know the guys that move the needle the guys that are popular on social media stuff like that into these tournaments not necessarily based on your uh skill right so uh, um the events are going to be that century tournament champions the genesis arnold palmer memorial the match play the uh what do we have? FedEx, St. Jude, that makes sense. FedEx, big sponsor, BMW, and the Tour Championship. So three of those events are already the playoff events that they've had. The St. Jude, the BMW, and the Tour Championship. Um, and then you have the match play was only 64 players anyway. Um, actually, you know, they went down to, or no, it was 64, but they did the pool play then. Um, they've always been trying to figure out that match play, which I think they've done a decent job with it. Uh, you have the Memorial, you have Arnold Palmer, the Genesis. Those are all invite events anyway, so they're just shrinking the field anymore. Those were already small field events. They were they were not full field, 156-player events anyway. So they're just elevating those even more. So that's eight events. Then every year it looks like they're going to rotate four um events they're going to ro- rotate four events to make 12 elevated events um and then the players those players the, basically all the players are coming up with this together they're going to choose three other events that are elevated events and that's going to rotate every year so that'd be kind of sweet if you like the John Deere Classic got in there that'd be kind of funny um I'd love it I'd go over there to see it Go watch those guys rip that course apart. Um, and then you have the majors, which would be the four majors plus the PGA Tour counts the the players as a major. So that basically puts 20 events where if you're in this elevated status, you're coming together and you're basically going to play, right? That's, that's what they're trying to do. Um, and so these have more purses, more ranking points, which again, or more FedEx Cup points, I should say, which again, they already did because of the invitational status. And so this isn't terribly new other than, again, they're just kind of, you know, the players coming together and saying, all right, we are going to do this and we understand we all have to go play the same events because that's better for people to watch. So they're doing that. And we're going to see that at least 20 times throughout the season is basically what they're saying. So that's a good thing. That's something that came out of the meeting that they had in Delaware uh during the bmw championship that's something that was talked about a lot and so that's what you have uh the pip program which was like the social media impact program that's now going to be 20 instead of 10 players and voila magically the 
payout has doubled from 50 to 100 million. Don't know where you get 50 million extra dollars from, but they have it. Um, and so that's going to happen. I'm not really sure about this, um, how it's going to work. They're removing like social media metrics and things like that. Um, so it's really just kind of like a, tw- a top 20 popularity contest. If we're being honest, that's what it sounds like. And so that's what they're going to be doing. Um, then another big one is the earnings assistance program, where if you are a fully exempt member, okay, and I'm, this one, again, I need, we're going to need a little clarification on. Um, it says corn fairy tour category and above. So does that mean everybody on the corn fairy tour also gets this? Is if you are part of these leagues, if you are an exempt member, Okay, so you can't be like a Monday qualifier or anything like that. You're getting $500,000 minimum. Okay, and if you're a rookie, they're going to pay you that up front. So this is a good thing. This is something we've been talking about where, you know, it costs approximately about 10 grand a month or sorry, 10 grand an event for players to play. It could be less if you're kind of a, you know, you're going on a budget, things like that. But to stay in a hotel for a week, travel, get get everybody you need there all that stuff it can get pretty pricey so what they're doing is going to make sure that players don't lose money so the way it works is the 500,000 is basically like a stipend and once you if you don't make that amount of money in the season so let's say you only make $300,000 in earnings what they will do is um they actually will give you $200,000. They'll, they'll make up the difference. So you will not earn less than $500,000 in a season if you are a fully exempt member of the PGA Tour. And it does look like the Corn Ferry Tour, which that one is big. That one is really big um, because those guys don't make that much. I think you're going to be reimbursing a lot of players there. So that's a lot of money. That's going to be a lot of money when you include both of those tours. Um, the non-exempt members, you know, so... If you are a uh, a member, but you're not exempt, so that's like um, at the end of the season. If you finish in the top 126 to 150 on the FedEx Cup, you technically are not fully exempt for the next season. You still kind of have status, but you don't get to play in every event. So every time you go to an event, they are going to give you five thousand dollars if you miss the cut that's going to assist with travel and all that stuff so that's that's new that's kind of something they used to do they i think they do in the u.s open they give a little stipend for people you know that qualify and play for the professionals because they can do that so they'll do that um this this is going to replace they used to do something where if you played 15 events um you got a bonus i think it was only 50 grand but um, they would give you a bonus. So obviously, this is a lot more money than fifty grand. Also, this helps the you know your lesser players, the guys that are playing fifteen events, typically didn't need the fifty grand anyway. Um, but there you go. So it's interesting. Um, they're also giving anybody that makes the tour championship. So if you made the tour championship this year, you now have a two year exemption on the tour. So if you play really bad next year. Uh, you still would be a tour member the following year. Uh, give you a little security. And then, uh, you know, because what could happen is that's normally what you would get if you win, right? If you win an event, you get a two-year exemption for to the tour, no matter how it goes. Now they're just giving that to the people that do the tour championship. Um, the tournament of champions is now going up to 550 points. And 
life members, um, you no longer any time to that. 15 seasons used to be, if you remember 15 seasons, you become a life member, so you're always a member of the tour. Now it's just if you get to 20 wins, that that's what you get. So really interesting stuff. Um, the thing that I think about right off the bat when we go through this is, did live work? Was live the biggest, the best thing that happened to professional golfers? I don't know where all of this money came from, from the PGA Tour. I, I don't know because all of a sudden you're saying you've got enough to pay every player on the PGA Tour and the Corn Play, the Corn Ferry Tour. You know that is a uh, 250 people. You have enough to guarantee they make five hundred thousand dollars in a year. Okay, and again, maybe I'm wrong on that Corn Ferry one, but you have money to get them two hundred five hundred thousand dollars in a year plus. You have the ability to run these elevated programs. Now, I'm sure there's sponsors stepping up and things for that. But you have ability to guarantee bigger money purses in these events. You have added $50 million per year to this this PIP program just out of nowhere, right? Like, it's just, here we go. And uh, you get to guarantee people more time playing. I, I just don't... Um, I don't understand where this money's coming from unless they already had it, which, you know what, a lot of the guys, you know, Phil was talking about this, right, and that was his big thing, and there's other players that were talking about this, that the tour was holding back, and the players felt unfairly holding back money from them, and where they could be doing more for the players, and at this point, I look at this and say, they they look correct now do i think they should have left and sued uh, you know again we've talked about that in the past i think everybody should be able to do what they want and do their thing like there's nothing that says hey you have to play the tour the pga tour if there's a better option you know that's that's something you do but you know it maybe if they really were like hey i want to stay on the tour and make it better i don't know i don't know i don't believe that they did this out of martyrism right i think they got thrown a ton of money and they said hey i'm going to take it which i do not fault them for they they just went for it but it's very interesting how this came about it's interesting how tiger got involved and rory got involved kudos really kudos to rory i think tiger it's it's kind of easy i think for tiger being at 46 and and you know really trying to you know make his mark and he's not really in the day-to-day competition all that rory I, i actually think has done a good job of being an ambassador for this even while being a competitor and all that so that's interesting but yeah, this is uh this is interesting, but the the other takeaway I have not only about live is I, I have more so about Jay Monahan and the PJ Tour, and that is that they need change at the top. Jay Monahan cannot still be the PJ Tour commissioner. He just cannot. Um, he essentially, if you look back to his comments earlier in the year, he essentially called the bluff of the live, saying this is dead, this is this, this is that, and it wasn't wasn't at all he underestimated it he just let them do it and then he is now being you know reactive to the problem instead of being proactive and now we have an issue which where the fans have suffered because we are not going to get the best players playing you can say that you got the top 20 on the tour and all that and they're great players but 
we are going to have players playing in different spots that I think are really fun, really good players, really exciting players to watch. Um, you know, Cam Smith is rumored to be going. Uh, that sounds like it's all but a done deal, but uh, I hope it's not true. But he is a player to watch, and I love watching Cam Smith play. It stinks that he will be gone, and we won't. We'll have to go watch him play on YouTube or any, wherever they end up. Um, I think it's you know Dustin Johnson, exciting player to play. It, it's and and the fact that Monahan you know is so dead set against the live. I think his ego can't get out of the way. Um, you know, I think that's something that we need to look at as well. But uh, he he. He could have headed this off the pass. This I don't know what's changed from March to now where it's like, oh, boom, all of a sudden we have all of this money and we couldn't communicate this with the players and we couldn't do this, we couldn't do that. Where could you have gotten into a group and said, hey, I'm going to be better at this and working on this and I'm going to make myself, um, I'm going to make the product better because people see this live product and there's talk that people are going to go and they're interested. So how can we kind of piggyback off that before it becomes an issue and see what we can do? I mean, that's just what I'm thinking about with it. So I don't know. It's, it's just, he can't be there. And then he was asked as well, if live players would ever be welcome back His mean, immediately said no. Um, you know, I get the idea that these guys left and that these guys have now sued the tour. Um, I, I I get how that's interesting. I get how that doesn't sit right. I know that wouldn't sit right with me if somebody went somewhere and said, hey, I'm not – like if I had an employee or something like say, hey, I'm going to leave – teaching with you because it's better over here and then they like i won't let them come back and they sued me i'd be like well what are you doing like i get that but there's so much that's changed there's so much i feel like the players have been misled by the pga tour i feel like they've been misled by live i i i think the live has turned out to be very very interesting for players to consider um especially for the players that join basically giving up their tour status and then they aren't allowed to play and live i think that's that's a very interesting thing um but he he can't keep his job after this one he has to go they need somebody in with a clear head and if they decide that that's the best route that hey we're going to keep live players off if the players all decide that then that's good but you know okay that's their tour if you truly are calling this a member run tour then the members of the tour need to do more and running it and making decisions this commissioner needs to step aside he is not the guy to make these decisions that's that's the way it needs to go so i'd love to hear your thoughts on it you know head over check out uh, our instagram uh real shg hit me up there um check us over uh leave comments in the youtube section if you're watching on youtube but uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on it but a very interesting day of golf you know kind of brings some buzz otherwise to a week that i don't really care too much about with east lake i'm not a big east lake fan and um i'm not a big fan of the tour championship with the new staggered start all that stuff so you know we'll just uh we'll kind of get through it and see how it kind of goes so um yeah would love to hear your thoughts and what's going on with it but interesting day and uh we'll see how the tour goes so thanks everybody for tuning in we'll catch you in the next episode of legion of birdies podcast click that subscribe button if you're not a subscriber already and we'll see you then peace